1: Right rug flooring.
0: I got shows coming up people And I really want to see you there So let me give you some specifics So you can get tickets and make plans From August 12th to August 14th I'll be in Liberty Township, Ohio At the Funny Bone A.K.A. the Cincinnati Funny Bone But it's really not in Cincinnati It's in Liberty Township And on August 27th and 28th I will be in West Palm Beach, Florida At the Improv And don't forget on August um, And don't forget on September 17th We're doing a very special performance And don't forget on September 17th I'm doing a very special performance at the new Etihad Arena in Abu Dhabi. I'm the first artist in there, and you need to be there. It is going to be a historical moment. More shows are always being added, so just keep checking RussellPeters.com for updates or my Instagram. Now, enjoy the show.
3: So when we talk about hip-hop and we talk about uh, comedy, right? So to me, hip-hop... Is not an old man's game. If you weren't in it as a young man, to me, you have to be young as a rapper. And, and if you become old still rapping, that's cool. You were doing it, but you can't be like, hey, I'm 52. I feel like I want to start rapping now, right? Like you know what I mean? Like to me, that I, that's my that's Dude, my I was, take. I on started
2: it. I started rapping in the sixth grade, right? right? I had I had when I got out, I had my first record deal in 1986. I got out of high school in '85. Right, yeah. I had one job, I think, in between that, and ever since I've, I haven't worked for anyone else uh, since for the rest of my life, all Crazy. the way up to now.
0: But because of that first deal in '86, because that was with your crew, right? That was yeah, with my
2: boys that on Nia Records on, on the Eileen the Aileen Brothers uh, oh, wow. on, on Nia Records. I had I was I think it was Captain Rock was on my label. I think.
0: <laughs> oh wow! But check this out, and I don't know. I know you guys all probably know this, but people listening may not know this that Bumpy was supposed to be on the way to the studio to go record with Eric B. Well, wasn't Was that not the, true? Was no, that not-
2: it wasn't on the way to the studio. I, I was, was, uh, Eric B. was looking for um, somebody to put on a project he was doing. And I was introduced to him, and he wanted one rapper, and I, I was down with a crew of three of us. So I felt like if I leave the group, that would be fucked up because we were in the process of trying to make a record. So I just didn't show up because I felt like if he can't take all of us, then I can't just abandon my team. And then they said, well, there's two guys out here that you got to meet. It's Freddie and Rock Rakim. And that's what happened.
4: Oh, shit.
2: And i Crazy, glad- right? I'm, 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 I'm actually glad it worked out that way because Eric believed in me because he believed in me so much that after I made my record with the crew, Supreme Force. He actually said, you know, the record didn't really do shit. You know, it didn't have marketing. It didn't have, you know, some. They would throw the, throw the record out, see the buzz. It didn't really rock, but it, under in the streets, it was a right. it was alright. I think actually, Rock Kim was the one who said, "Yo, go get." He said, "Go get Fox." He told my brother, "Go get your brother. I want to talk to him." And he wanted to put he wanted to put me in the studio to record my own project. But Eric ended up do, being the one who followed through with it you know what i mean so he followed through with it and and eric really believed in me eric is, to this day still says yo man you could do so much with yourself he's always pushing me to do more and more and more so well, that's all that's why i said a lot of cats just want to be believed in eric believed in me and still does it's like Always telling me to do more. Eric was the one who, who really grabbed a hold of him and said, Yo, you should do your own album. Mm-hmm. Should take me to meetings with him. I'm sitting in meetings with this guy with accountants, with lawyers, with all kind of fucking business people. And I'm peeping this shit like, Damn, I'm meeting all these big wig lawyers and Eric is talking to them like they work for him. And shit They're like, You know, you I mean? do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like literally. And he was like, Yo, Fox, don't always handle it. Don't let nobody handle you, dog. Like yeah. he, you know, he was, he was showing me the way, you know? So. Right.
5: I think what it is that make you great is you know what success is to you mm-hmm. you ain't never letting the industry dictate what success is
2: yeah
5: and i think that goes for any artist you got to know what success is for you it's I mean, a hard
2: place to get to though bro when you got all the shit in your face all the time of gotta, what you're supposed to do how you're yeah. supposed to do it i mean i've given
5: guys a lot of fucking alley-oops bro
2: I a mean, lot of bro I just bro. could
5: just think of how far I've come and what I've went through to get to where I'm at yeah. regardless of the the money part mm-hmm. it's just that shit my life is nothing short of a fucking miracle yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know to get out the hood to just be out on your own being able to take care of yourself you know so many people are just distract you with so many things and put so many things in your head. Oh, you don't have this, you don't have that, that you'll really forget how far you've come in the game to where you at. And the fact that you don't have nobody telling you, look, man, unlike your attitude, punch out. That's yep. fucking blessing alone. Yeah. You know, because yeah. giving, giving up eight hours of your day to go clock in, and yeah. then punch out and never ask for days that.
2: off. Never been good at that shit.
5: Just just never. being able to do Not music, whether it's at the highest level or whatever. If you happy with it and you making money with it, then that is success. But just
3: doing what you want to do, right? At something at your you would do something you would do for free, and if you get paid for it, then it's never gonna feel like work. That's forever. why
2: I'm, I'm. That's why I always am indebted to DITC, and because I always remember being on a, a, a one-way train to blow everybody's fucking head off. And North Nash was like, yo, come over to the crib for a minute. And he said, yo, I'm gonna show you something. And he said, this is how you do, ind- this is independent, right? You don't need record companies. You don't need a record label. You could do this shit on your own. And I actually was sat down in school on, first of all, this is how th- we are gonna make some beats. You, I know you know how to rhyme. Let's make the project. Taking me to different people who had these little hole in the wall pressing plants. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could do to sell this out of your trunk and shit. I wasn't hip to that. I'm thinking we gotta be signed to a major. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But once I got, then Showbiz was telling me, yo, Showbiz was putting me on to books. Yeah. I used to go to Show House in, in, in the Bronx, yo, he had books. I mean, this dude had books, right? Books yeah. everywhere, yeah. everywhere, man. Just show, reading books and showing me how to use samplers between him and Ness and, and, and Buck coming in the studio. And 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 fucking Big L getting on my nerves, fucking taunting me all the time. <laughs> he was just like that bad little brother that always just come around you and then he give he lay his head on your shoulder like, yo, you ain't mad at me, are you? Yo, you not mad at me, right? Nah, but L, you know, L, L was uh, just he just he's made the you re- instigator to yeah. He would make you realize nightclub. what it was to have. A little brother, if a, a fun, a, a bad little brother around you again. So that dig, digging in the crates, that was that was that passing off of the information that I was talking about. Like if a young cat come around y'all that want to be a comic, he gonna have to fall in line and, and watch and learn, and then then you can respect his his situation more because he's taking the information. It's like going back and seeing your teacher from school, and they seeing you actually be made something of trigonometry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, well,
3: but what yeah. I was getting at was with the, with the young rapper, you know, growing up to become older. Like, is it not possible for, like, you know, some 47 year old to be like, you know what? I want to be a comic it's, and
6: just. It's possible. Yeah. I didn't start doing stand up until I was 35, which, and he's 34 now. And <laughs> oh, I have a time machine. Um, and it, that was a little bit. Harder. It was hard on me, on me mentally, only because I kept questioning myself. Like, should I have gotten? In, I didn't get into it younger because I had kids young, right. and my dad was in the entertainment industry, and he was gone a lot. And he had told me when I had kids young, he's like, "This is what you are now. You're a father, and you don't want to miss anything." Mm-hmm. Like when I, my dad went on tour for three months the day after I was born, oh. so he missed a ton, and I didn't want to miss anything. Right. So I waited till the kids were 11 and 15 before I started. But I was lucky that I had met him before I was a comic, met some other comedians and stuff. And so I kind of had a, I cheated. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I bullshitted my way into stand-up. I had never done the open mic scene. I never did any of that stuff. Well, you I, knew like headliners already. Yeah, I was friends with headliners. So I went to a comedy club and I dropped their names. And I said, my name's Jason Collings. I'm a comedian. And these guys told me that you would put me on stage. I didn't know how it worked. I literally went to the front of the club and asked for the owner. Wow. When in most cases, the owner wow. doesn't book the shows. Right. I didn't know that. And he so, came out, he's like, what was up? <laughs> you know? I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. Um, uh, my friends told me they would come, that I should come here and that you put me on the show. And he says, they told you that? I go, yeah. He goes, how long have you been doing stand-up? I said, five years. Never done it in my life. I wow. said, five years. He says, yeah. I go, yeah. He goes, come back tomorrow. I'll put you on the 8 o'clock show. Nice. That was a, a weekend 8 o'clock show. How did that show go? Well, yeah, that it's, th- that. when I tell this story, if any comics are watching, this is not how it works. This <laughs> is my story. This ain't how it Don't works. Don't bite my shit. But it's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you went well your first time? Yeah. My but first time was shit. They gave me the three spot, you know, the sweet spot. They gave me the third spot, 15-minute set. And they said, I'll light you at 12 minutes. I had no idea what he was talking about when he said that. I go, wow. I was like, yeah, yeah, light me, 12 minutes. I'm thinking, what the fuck hey, does that on, mean? Hold on.
3: So when you had these comic friends before this whole Oh, I hung thing out
6: happened. in the scene and watched it. I studied it. Right. Like, when you, when you would see me at a comedy club, I wasn't watching the comic, I was watching the audience. I was doing this. What did he say, how did they react, okay. what did he say? And I knew I was funny because everybody, you know, you, you teach with, I taught with humor when I taught martial arts, and I was, I was teaching large groups of people. I was teaching rooms of like 65 year olds. Right. And to keep their attention for an hour, that's a muscle that you have to really work out. Hmm. So I had that muscle worked out, commanding a room full of people. Now I have to be funny, but then I thought, oh I gotta write. Going back to the freestyle thing, Again, comedians, this is not how it works. I haven't written a joke in 15 years. Mm. Oh, everything, I could vouch for that. Everything. <laughs> it worked out. Everything, all My whole hours are memorized. So I show up to the club. They give, mm. me the 15, they give me the three spot. I do 15 minutes. I get off stage. Owner says, come back tomorrow. You're on the show tomorrow. And I've been doing it ever since. The first guy, remember John Roy, the comedian John Roy? Yeah, the uh, alopecia guy? Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, yeah powder. Yeah, powder. Powder, um, powder, yeah. He goes, oh, you remember how we talked? Oh, he shit. comes up and he goes, hey, how long you been doing comedy? And I am there. And I go, his <laughs> mouth would always stay open when he talked. Yeah. How hey. long like you been doing comedy? I can't breathe through my nose. He <laughs> said, and I, I can't I said, grow hair anywhere. I said the, the cockiest answer. I said, well, what time is it? And he told me the time I go for about 15 minutes. Now I'm wow. yeah.
0: Oh, he's got eyebrows. He's not alopecia. Just hey, where is, John Ross? At
2: what point can a person, and let me ask you this russ, is because I think, well, either one of you guys can. At what point can a, a Comedian actually call himself a comedian?
0: I always say after 10 years. Yeah. After that, 10 years. That's, that's when you've been doing it for a living. Um, but now you could probably call yourself it after a year. Because in hip hop, is different. <laughs> I remember, well, listen, after one year of just doing amateur nights, I said I was a comedian. I'm going to tell you I, I knew I, f- I wasn't, but I
6: said I was. When <laughs> I felt like I could finally call myself a comic is when I got The Tonight Show. When I booked The Tonight Show, and I was seven years in at that point. And and then when I and I did well, I had a great set. And when I got back home, next thing you know, all the clubs are like, "Come on in," booking me on all the shows. When before, I remember going to the Laugh Factory as a comedian, and they wouldn't let me in unless I bought a ticket. Wow. Yeah. And now after the Tonight Show, they're like, "Here, come in." And I overheard a comedian complaining about his spot on the lineup and why is he going on after me. And I and the guy said he just did the Tonight Show, and that. That right there made me go, okay, now I'm a... It didn't do shit for my career, mm-hmm. but it, it, it solidified me in the community of comics.
2: I did that. When, that happened to me. When, I'm not going to say this rapper's name because I actually like him and I don't want to blow a spot up. Vanilla Ice. A, rap, oh, a, a, rapper, a rapper did this to me one time. I had to play at a club in New York and he, the, 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 the promoter said, well, I only have a certain amount of money, so I can't pay both of them so i was like you know what everybody knew i was gonna do the show so i was like all right fuck it i'll do the show just give me the vip you could pay him just give me the vip so i and and i and he said well i'm not playing before freddie fox i sold more records to him and i and i was like all right so i said fuck it i come to the venue this motherfucker got all his people in the vip before i get there I said okay. You want to be a dick? So I said, "All right." I tell you what. I went on stage. I did forty five minutes of Primo songs. I did another forty five minutes of Pete Rock records, and then I did another 15, 20 minutes of my shit. And somebody came up and said, "Yo, man, if you don't get off, man, they said they're gonna leave." I said, "All right, I'm gonna do one more song." And then I brought Naughty by Nature up and did my <laughs> shit with them. And then I bounced, and that motherfucker rocked for the janitors. Clean oh, up that I bitch. <laughs> I said, and I, and I said, and that's yeah. it. It wasn't about me. I said, you know, you know, you that the stars on the stage. The best part about that's that, in, where I in I my
6: opinion, is you didn't bitch and whine to anybody. I didn't. You I just rocked the, the mic. Skill. You proved it The stars
2: the on the yeah. stage. I learned that from Lloyd Price, man. Mm-hmm. He said, Bumpy, the stars on the stage. Yeah. Whether you play first, middle, last, whatever, that's what the stars on the stage. Yeah. Always remember that. That's Fucking what I tell you in comics Just be undeniable. Headlining is a rough yeah. gig, bro. Unless <laughs> people came there to see you and they willing to wait all night. Right. I had a crowd when they was fresh ears and they listened to every word. Those are my, my shows are like that. People Mm -hmm. ain't in the, I mean, I think me and Premier did one show in Canada, somewhere in Canada. It was so country and hillbilly. I couldn't even, I don't remember the name of it. I got asked Premier. Red
3: Deer.
0: They were
2: actually, (laughs) People were actually dancing to my music. First time I ever seen it, and last time
0: I was. They were literally. That, that would have been in Alberta, I would imagine. It might have been. It they might have been. They, they were having a ball and shit. I was like. You played Toronto back in the day. A couple Didn't of Didn't you play Comfort
2: Zone? Probably. Oh, yeah.
3: More, more I, yeah,
0: more yeah. More. yeah I, I saw you there.
2: Yeah, I played a couple of spots, but that particular place in Canada, I got I to ask Premier, but Wasn't they were.
0: Was AV DJing for you then?
2: Nah, I don't, I don't hmm. remember. I don't remember, but I know when that when when I play with Premier in this place, I seen people actually dancing to shit like Somebody tell those motherfuckers I'm here. (laughs)
4: Like, like, oh shit, they fucking dancing.
2: It's the militia (laughs) Uh,
0: ballroom. (laughs) Yo, that shit
4: was different.
0: And I
2: was like, but, 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 shit like that. I, I don't believe in all that headlining. Who go? I rather, I rather play first. I ain't gonna lie. Because I like. comics like to tell you they're
6: headlining, and I'm like, no, no, you're just going on last. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah,
0: last night you and I did a show together, and Mm -hmm. I was. And they told me, you're on last. And I was like, I don't really care if I go on last. They go, oh, well, then we'll put you on the middle. I go, fine, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's perfect. So it's perfect, man. I can go the fuck on. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, catalog means a People lot. bitch about
6: Where their faces is, is on flyers now.
0: Or now. when they, w- what? my favorite is when, uh, they, what do you want me to say about you? Uh, nothing. I don't give a shit. Just introduce me. The credits <laughs> yeah. don't mean shit when mm-hmm. before you go on. You already did that. And now the proof is in the pudding. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about when we
6: do those piggyback shows? When you, when you, when you, when you don't have a host and each comic brings up the that's what we did comic. last night. That's how we do. It. I like those. But the comic that gives you a list of your, their. Tell them uh, I was on Conan and tell them that uh, I was Scroll. a writer on uh,
0: another show that was canceled. That no, and, uh, tell
6: them all wow. the shit that nobody gives a shit about. Okay.
0: Nobody's paying attention to your intro. Right. Nobody. nobody. I know they when I'm at a show and somebody here's his intro, I, I, just fucking get on, would you? Yeah. I don't care what you did. I didn't see it. Just let me
4: see yeah.
2: this. <laughs> you know what I love about your show, bro? I love how you incorporate the DJ into your I love that. set. I I filled in for, for Russ's one-time DJ in Boston. That shit
0: was... Yeah, that was uh, that That's was where a I spin first back met you. All yeah. fucked yeah. up. That's yeah. exactly
6: where I first met you. Yeah, that, that was the rest yeah. in peace Oh well, yeah, you were back on there. Yeah. You that, and Nikki Payne. Nikki, yep. Carr. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro.
2: At, when I when I walk back there, it, 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 DJ's got a lot of. If you're not normally a DJ in front of a crowd, you could get the bubble guts fucking around. <laughs> oh, <that>. oh yeah,
7: because
2: <laughs> oh, you could. Yeah. All you got to do is fuck up one time, and it's like bahoo. They'll <laughs>
0: They'll
2: the shit out of you. But that shit was crazy.
0: Yeah, you killed it that night, too. Thank you. That was the Wilbur, right? Yeah, Yeah, that was the Wilbur, That shit was... Spinbad clearly had the bubble guts that night. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, I I felt bad for the homie. Yeah, man. man. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, that was dope.
2: The way you incorporate DJs into your show is always... that, That shit was... It was... I don't know if I've ever seen that before.
0: I don't hey, now it, you see it all the time Now you see it all the time I, Everybody does it I'm I like, know
2: people had intros But I used to You know Usually just see this Quick little shit Come on And the DJ go like this But was, Russ got him up there Doing all kinds oh, of tricks I love And that. shit It was that never was, done that
0: way before
6: actually was That's sick. why my favorite show At Laugh Factory Is Chocolate Sunday Oh yeah Because they have a DJ They bring you up to music It's just It's a part And Ruben's show and, Oh Ruben's doing it too You know Ruby Lord Finesse DJed Ruby, Ruby Tuesday A couple of weeks yeah, ago Nice That shit is fun man <laughs> It's a great it's, It makes the show So much more of a show you know, because because, you know, even it, feel, if, it feels eventful, right? Because even if the host is, 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 is low energy, at least you got the music to walk up to. Well, we yeah, you know that what? At Yuck, yeah.
3: Yuck's when X was the DJ and yeah. you were trying to get me to get the get reason up. why it wasn't so <laughs>
2: frightening for me is because I did a tour one time with some legends. I, I was the DJ for the Four Kings of Rhythm and Blues tour Ooh. with Jerry Butler, wow. Benny King. Gene Chandler and Lloyd Price and wow. I, I was the house DJ and I had to rock the crowd before they actually performed these classics oh. what was this yeah years ago bro 80s I went, nah this was in damn, yeah, this might have been in, in the two thousand I was on on a hiatus from oh, the Oh you music. was already who you were. Yeah, i o- I was already big grown and bald headed. I, <laughs> I, I was I was but I was standing up there playing the temptations and all that and oh, I was great. I was in a crowd full of sixties and up and that wow. motherfucker. And you know how stuffy they could be and shit.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you know
2: what I mean?
0: You know they What's he doing to the yeah, damn music? You know what I mean? I'll tell
4: you <laughs> he done broke the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He> <laughs> was, oh boy, if you don't stop <laughs> touching that say, damn record Can, can we turn Let's it down be, a little bit? Mesh that
2: Temptation
4: song up with all that juggle-juggle
2: yeah. shit, <laughs> but I, I didn't. I didn't do all that. I just was playing records for them, yeah. and it was like a filling, filling the gap between the show, the sets. It was real sick, and it was a fucking hundred piece band behind oh. me and shit. That shit was sick, bro. But it made me. I was. I was comfortable in that space when Russ asked me to do it, but you know, a crowd full of. People looking to hear jokes is different from a crowd full of people listening to hear, listening to hear the shy lights and the blue magic and all right. that. Shit. When
3: you don't have to worry about rocking a dance floor, it's the easiest stuff. Like now, DJs, you know, they get hired to go play at lounges where people are just sitting down, drinking, smoking, yeah. and you don't really have to worry about it. It's like when you have to, you know, make sure that people got up and danced and they were enjoying themselves for five, six hours at a time. That's stress. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. stress. As, it takes
6: it takes talent as DJ. Do you like it when they're just watching you? Or do you nah. want them to be dancing and having I, a good time? No night?
3: one likes it. And then okay. the irony is I did that when I was a kid before I became a DJ, too. You, oh. you, you, get, you get enamored with it. It's just something mm. cool to watch. Because that's right? a like thing now,
6: I've noticed. I'm like, I sound so 50. That's a thing now, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, I, did it, I just did, remember we did um, um, CB Live in Phoenix? Yes. I just did it again. And the other half of the venue is a, 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 a nightclub or something. And the show was this girl DJ. But no one was dancing But was just, she actually
3: DJing Because again She was pushing on my, buttons m- On my come up she It was, was you watch guys Pull buttons. records out of crates Put them down yeah. You saw them Here's to what hit she the, was doing You know the pitch control And they have headphones on They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. blending They're cutting They're scratching But nobody That's you what You know, they know, know they were Jazzy
2: doing. Jeff said That I love Like there's certain DJs that I know personally There's certain DJs that just you want to watch them yeah you know what i mean because yeah, they're doing something yeah. say nobody gives a fuck how you're playing
6: the music just play the music but when you're but when you're djing and treating it like an instrument yeah that's i'm gonna watch that yeah, yeah. like you can watch kid capri and her. be like damn i, swear, that, that watched, I don't understand if i swear she was pushing stuff that. on her phone yeah, yeah. yeah i don't know what she was doing didn't
2: paris hilton do some shit like that like it makes a bunch of money just doing. making yeah. money yeah yeah i know djs be mad as shit like
4: hell yeah Mm-hmm. Then you got because, the mega DJs. Because it's an that, art form. Know, It's an art Aguilera form. Cad, Diplo, yeah, no. Mad Decent, all these guys. That, yeah, you know. the,
0: and again, these guys aren't like guys
6: yeah. who are. And then that kid who, who started. Mouse.
0: Crit, no, Dead that. Mouse, now I'm friends with Dead Mouse. The first time I met him, we were doing the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And uh, Rogan hit me up. He was like, yo, I got Dead Mouse on. Come by. So I, dro- I drove out there. And I was kind of drunk too. And the first thing I Good walked thing up drove. to Dead Mouse and I said, "No, somebody else drove." And uh, and 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 I um, first thing I walk in the room, I go, "You're not a DJ." He Oops. goes, "No, I'm not." And I go, "Thank you. Oh, okay, respect. now we can talk."
6: Yeah. Like when I see that Aoki guy just throwing cake in the audience, I'm like, "Oh, this is something else." You seen him? Yeah. He, does? yeah. He, he owns a bakery. That's why. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Hey, listen, Those are the leftovers. I, He's I the fucking
0: heir to the Benihana stuff. Oh wow! Wow.
6: That's yeah. So-
0: His dad yeah. created Benihana.
6: That's insane!
0: Wow. Yeah, so hey, he don't give a it, fuck if he's it, actually it's, it's DJing. Easy, it's
2: easy to say. Listen, I know how to DJ, but I'm not a DJ. You know what I'm saying? I know how to. I know yeah. how to. I know how to, I used to play on my. You radio get busy.
0: Show. I'm all right. You get much busier than people will even I know. But DJs. that doesn't make you know, I like the I know you, yeah. so I know how busy you can get with yeah. it. But nobody goes, oh yeah, Bumpy Knuckles good DJ. Like that's say. something people go Bumpy Knuckles. De- Bumpy Knuckles DJs? Yeah. Yeah. People say that about you too. Yeah, yeah, but you know I've been doing it for thirty. Uh, 30 however fucking 36 years up in dj right but there's people that, was that the funnest know, part people of the only tour. equate you to doing comedy and then all of a
3: sudden right. you go to the after party and you are like holy shit this guy was crab scratches yeah that's cuz people yeah, right? put
2: you in a box and they'll, they, they, they whatever you're known for that's where they want to keep you at. You yeah. Know what I mean? That's the thing you were saying earlier
6: about knowing your lane. Knowing your the lane. The problem is with a lot of the business now is people want to put you in a lane. Right. And right. they want to put you in a lane that they're Your wife's name's Elaine. Yeah. yeah. yeah my wife, yes, Elaine in the ass. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get you get stuck in 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 their head. You're one person. That's yep. it. You do one thing. And this is what you need to be doing. You, you just, need to yeah, be yeah, a guy in a suit and a tie. You need yeah. to be doing this. Yeah, is, yeah. This is what the kids it's, are digging right yeah, now. It's difficult. Yeah. It's
2: difficult for for people to see somebody outside of that light that they mm-hmm. normally do so mm-hmm. you know you get guys who start they start off rapping or then they end up djing or you know like a guy like k capri raps djs he does yeah. a lot of different things premiere premiere is one of the djs that i always love to see live you can actually watch him do yeah. shit and it's like pete rock is another one mm-hmm. pete is certain, is, but certain cats just don't have that visibility with just what you right. can, you want to hear him, but you know but Primo
0: used to, to do those really dope cuts for the chorus that's why yep. yeah and everyone when he and he always did it live he never this let the fucking record play. Yeah he would always do those cuts live and you would see Same the, way. the whole fucking table movement because he's yep. so heavy handed with way. it. Oh, sure. <laughs> and he always goes up and down. Doesn't yeah. he goes he's up and down and yeah. he, and he, puts
2: two, he used to put two turntables on one side yeah. and a mixer on the end. Yeah, Primo is different. He's very different.
3: The other dope thing about seeing Primo is because of his, you know, his his blueprint on the culture, right? Yeah. So he could play the first. I saw him play a party where the first thirty minutes was just all his records, yeah. and you everything was a banger. So I mean, especially if you're a fan or just a fan of those songs, it's like, holy shit, he Listen, made this. Dog, I holy know shit, he made
7: rappers this.
2: Rappers who go to Europe with albums out and will win because their whole show is them rhyming over Premiere Instrumentals. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> shit. Pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Finish. They go to Europe and you go to Europe, you want to win. I'm telling you all the secret now. You go to Europe, Rap over premier instrument. Don't do your record, and if hold you do on. your record, rap it over premier instrument. <laughs> hold, hold on, note to self.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: look,
4: that's how you win. You're gonna win. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: Yep. You do premier and Pete Rock records instrumentals. You good in Europe? You, you're good. Yeah. They that, That's how. And we were touring. We were touring the Europe. It, I was doing industry shakedown a year before it came out. Wow. I was touring with premier over there doing in, in Japan. We were all over. That's when I seen. That uh, um, you had did something over in in Japan, mm-hmm. and with um, what was it? What was the cat name? Muro. M- Muro. Yeah, Muro. I did a record with Muro, he, mm-hmm. and he had a bunch of law finesse collaborations. I was like, oh shit, Ness already been over here. You know what I mean? I was walking I mean, down the street with a. Remember the wrestler Mill Masquerade? I, I had I had his mask I had his mask on walking down the street. and People were running like fuck. I was had a tank top on. I was a lot bigger at the time, <laughs> and people were like.
4: Oh, summer. Oh. Uh.
2: Boom! They was like <laughs> break, running.
5: Like, oh shit!
7: <laughs> the fuck is this? And think... then again, this big motherfucker walking down the street with a
5: mask on. it shit was crazy. I think traveling definitely taught. Uh, it taught me that the world was bigger than New York. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when when you coming up, you want to be just known in New York. I want to be known. Mm-hmm. And then you know, not saying I wasn't known. Well, when I went to Europe and when I went to Japan and Australia and the reception I got versus what I got in New York made me go...
2: Yo, Japan is a get down, Oh, shit.
5: It just felt like you had different areas and spots that you could go to and still be dominant. And then when you went back to do music, you wasn't focused on doing New York records. You was just focused on just doing good records. Yep. That was my
2: lifeline overseas, man. Touring overseas. When I went to Japan, bro, I never experienced... I never experienced nothing like that in my life. That yeah. fan base, the fan base, anywhere overseas we went, it was amazing, bro. Except for the time I got stuck in a sauna in Tokyo, but that was, <laughs> I was <laughs> I got too, stuck I, in a sauna? I was too big. I, I got in a sauna and, 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 I, and the walls got hot and my shoulders was wide and I tried to get out and kept burning, I kept burning myself and I
4: was like, oh, yeah. and I had to, <laughs> you swelled up? <laughs> that, shit, that, shit was, that shit was different. Yeah, I got a story. Man, I was in, I was in, in Japan, Japan. Uh, on, the, on doing a show and, uh, you know, I had just come from Europe doing big festivals, jumping a crowd out there. You know, it's, they catch you. Oh, yeah. And that's what yeah, oh, yeah. fuck happens when you're staged out, right? Yeah. You know? And uh, <laughs> so this is my first time performing in, in Japan. And so um, I saw the crowd was rocking. Don't tell everybody, me to stage. Everybody was making eye contact. Oh. I, I, I made the motion. I'm about to jump. The crowd was massive. It was big, right? So um, I back up a couple steps, again, acknowledging I'm about to jump into the crowd, guys. Here I come. I don't know if you're going to understand me, but I'm about to come now. Go hit the motherfuckers. Them motherfuckers cleared the whole area. Oh, Oh, they red seed you? They red seed me. I hit the ground full on. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Full on. Shoulder. Damn, Cause dude. that's how far I was in the air before I realized they were getting out of the way, oh, right? Man. So when I when I got up, <laughs> when I got, <laughs> that's fucked. So up. so I was trying to get up, oh, wow. and they all came right back in and started patting me like, oh! oh can't believe you're oh, here. They were patting me uh, like 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 it was like a thousand pats, and it would be a very nice about shit they weren't like hurting me but it was just like oh and so so once I got up and I actually got to the front of the stage I stopped the show and I was like hey translator That's <laughs> 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 fucked up when I just happened. <laughs> How come they didn't catch me? The motherfucker said so something to the audience. The motherfucker was like, Oh, like that. It, it never dawned on them yeah. that to catch me was an option. So you know what I'm saying? They, they just out. thought he's coming down here you with us. you said we're going to do this they again.
0: Thought, they thought it was some wrestling shit. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, you went from I, exhibit to exhibit, exhibit A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I You're
4: like, coming okay. up the top row. Right. So, so, note to self. Don't fucking stage dive in Japan. I never thought. I never <laughs> had it in my heart. I never would stage that. Never. Fuck Yeah, that. yeah. I don't think I they were ready, ready, ready for that. that. They was just not,
2: not having it. Certain it cats, like, you sh- got to be a certain weight to do that shit. Dudes like Redman. Well,
4: I'm that a lot, lot bigger now. I can't fuck with that shit. Yeah.
6: <laughs> so you were midair when you realized that they, oh, yeah. all I wish I could have seen oh, slow yeah. motion. Because
4: they all knew it. We thought we were on the same page until the very last moment. Oh I thought they understood where I was coming from. I thought they understood they was about to catch me. I didn't realize it till I was
0: here. Oh, they understood where it were they coming was like, from.
4: <laughs> it went from this ah, to oh.
0: <laughs> They had flashbacks oh, to Nagasaki. Oh, That's what happened. Oh no,
4: <laughs> Nagasaki!
0: <Niggas>
5: so <laughs> <laughs> so oh. wait up, how far was you up in the air? Oh man, I, when you, know, you because realized because they started the,
4: parting, because the the stage was a, was about a foot over, uh, maybe a couple inches oh, over where the, their hands could their hands could. Oh my god! <clears throat> uh, no, that that was a different one. That was at the World something, but that 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 was around the same show. You had
5: though. that Ving Reigns moment and and man, fucking
4: pulp fiction. Movie. Man, that shit. That shit was <laughs> that shit was crazy because I was turning, I was turning like this, like to, you know, to for them to catch. That's me, crazy. Right? Uh, so I can't catch myself when I'm motherfucking hitting the ground. I'm like oh shit! I, I, I didn't is, I didn't trust the audience. You didn't no. get injured. No, no, it was, it, wasn't that, it was a wooden floor, thank God, it yeah. wasn't concrete, right? And so, oh, boom, hit that motherfucker, and they submerged right back on me. Oh, oh. <laughs> That was fucking crazy. Like, I couldn't get up. What the fuck was they patting on you for, hey, man? I don't know, but it was full-on... They yeah. were they were acknowledging his greatness. Dude, 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 I'm <laughs> like talking like that about was like you be, right. be all right. <laughs> on the net every my whole shit nobody was helping me up. They were all patting me. <laughs> That's funny <funniest> as <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, "What the fuck is happening oh, right dude. So I get up, then try to get up. Did you put finish the, the show at least? Absolutely. Oh, I was yeah. just had to clarify that moment. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Just yeah, I'm different. I would been like, "Fuck y'all, nigga." Fuck. you. The motherfuckers like, yeah, they, they did not know they were supposed to catch you oh, straight yeah. up. I was like, "What?" And I was like, okay, let's go. show, show went great. It be, but it was a, it was one of those moments that you know you just never expect going overseas. You know what I'm saying? Like even in Europe, like my first record went gold in Germany. Which one? You know, Paparazzi was the yeah. first record I ever put out. Mm. And so before I got notoriety in the U.S., which that was, was like loud, my, right? Yeah, yeah, which was like my 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 second the third yeah, yeah, album. You know the the video for Paparazzi was dope. The video for What You See Is What You Get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it was one shot? You know, like those were all your creative choices because I wanted to be different in the West. But you know, even though I was like coming from Southern California, um you know, with the music, when I my first breaks were in Europe. Like I went out. My first touring experience was in Germany. I got a gold record out there because what year apparently, is like
0: ninety eight,
4: like ninety, yeah, like ninety six, ninety seven, right, uh-huh. right. So apparently the sample that's used in Paparazzi was like their damn near national anthem. It's like they're fuck this oh, wow. this 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 thing that's been like in their lives forever, and they all love this one particular song. Mm-hmm. And so when it was sampled and used for Paparazzi, they thought I did it on purpose. And I was like, no, I fucking I had no idea, you know what I'm saying, like what this <laughs> was. It just sounded dope, <laughs> yeah. and so it just went gold over there. And then you know, like I did a lot of touring. My first touring experiences were in Europe, and so when uh-huh. by the time I got here, I had been doing festivals. I had been doing like if I would have stayed confined to you know just w- regional hip hop, you wouldn't have the experience. You no, know, that 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 whole pers- the whole perspective of how to rock a show. How crowd control happens? Yeah. How when, when to drop a record? When to shut the fuck up? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, when yeah, when yeah. when 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 them let the crowd say shit? Yeah. You know it's it's it comes from having that experience. is seeing other people rock massive shows like that. Yeah. So then you get into the idea of you know whether it's five motherfuckers or five hundred thousand motherfuckers. We gonna rock the same show.
1: Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
4: And that becomes like the the, the way you sharpen yourself. You know, what what you I'm saying? learn
2: a lot of shit about touring in Europe. I did some of the dumbest mistakes. I remember we went to Europe and I went over mm-hmm. that motherfucker with merch and duffel bags. And then I had my own shit. I had two duffel bags full of sneakers. And then when you get to that airport and they start weighing that shit,
6: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: all your money goes in into overweight bags <laughs> shit like so you it, it, but that's a learning process you start teaching yourself yo i can't now you go over there you're like, i got one pair of sneakers a pair of boots i'm gonna wear this shit the whole way over
5: there yeah. there's a couple of ways to handle that first of all they get you because the flights be cheap as fuck so you go oh we good yeah <clears throat> I, get, I could go for a 100 pounds great yeah. but they ain't telling you they charging you from everything from seating to to luggage check-in mm, yeah. to waiter your clothes mm. and they get so much it's definitely a learning experience yeah, that's why you on a bus man fuck that 23 yeah. <laughs> But some
2: cities we flying an hour away some yeah, cities, you know what I'm saying yeah. you, you got to fly some but this is yeah. it was an experience well, I learned
5: me. take the train love yep. the train I fucking yep. hate the train Nah, the train true. puts you right in the middle of town you got to understand if you in the middle if you in the city Getting to the airport is an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two-hour drive. You get to the airport, you got to check in, check your bags in, and then you fly off, you land. Then once again, get your bags. That's another hour hour and a half, two hours into town. Train, go in the middle of the town, put you in the middle of the town, your your bags can be as heavy as you want them. Shits just don't look like they yeah, heavy, yeah. and you'll you'll get over with that shit. As far as merch, You're loading all that shit up, and then you, every sign you look at, everything in Germany
0: looked like Oz to me. Yeah, that's yeah, the, I remember. I used to laugh every time Osfart. Really? That's the only
5: thing I remember. <laughs> I just kept seeing. See, that's all. I, you know, you don't know the, the merch. That's the only way the
0: farts come out. You oh, yeah. I, would get,
5: I would get the merch made in in what London, mm-hmm. and get. Uh, a, a couple of a bag shipped to France, another bag shipped to Germany, and and spot yeah, but dates. you didn't you didn't start off like that. Oh you, hell, you no. had to I'm learn. just telling you how it is now. Yeah, now,
2: but yeah, we get now. But dude, I'm talking about the learning process. You make them. I make those mistakes one time, but the and beauty then of it,
5: they was checking your bags. dude yeah. Do they yeah. ask you if you got? Do a you yeah. plan to sell this?
2: Yeah, or, yeah. They want to know. They want to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh do you have many shirts?
4: Are you selling the shirts?
0: And then they hit you with the tax. But yeah,
4: you know oh, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing though. Know, Would you get
2: yeah. in that motherfucker? The love over there. It, oh, yeah. I go through that shit again. I only all played day.
0: Japan once, and it was like two, three years ago, and I got a standing ovation. When I walked out, and I was like, I never had that shit happen. Yeah. And I was like, No, the love over there. Music is different than stand up because you don't need to understand the, the words in music. You could just vibe to the beat. But with this, when, I, when I walked out and they gave me a standing o, and it was like 4,000 people in this little fucking hotel ballroom. I was like, yo, this is fucking dope. I got to come back to Japan. Yeah. Wow. They I, won't I, let uh, me into China. They yeah. won't, just won't let no? me. No nah. No way. Why? Because of all the pimp my ride episodes. No, not because of that.
4: Because <laughs> of the free, my content is not. So they said
0: something about my content, and and they just don't allow it.
4: China's
7: anymore. or that? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, no. China's getting different now. They're getting real strict on, like they the communist shit's really getting more communist now. And because mm. I remember going to Hong Kong and Shanghai and Beijing and all them places before, like in the early <laughs> late nineties, early two thousands, and it was great. I had the best time. And now it's like nope. No, you can't get on fucking YouTube. You can't get on, you can't get on your Instagram. You gotta have a VPN, and even then, they'll be fucking watching you. Wow, man. Yeah, it's it's real strict now. Yeah,
2: I got. I think that I got. A, I learned a valuable lesson. I toured with Prince Paul once, but Paul called me and said, "Yo, bump, I want you to go to Europe with me to host my DJ gigs." Now I'd never done a hosting thing before, but my fan base is so solid on what I do. I went there. And Paul gets out on the stage and he introduces me, which it should have been the other way around, because if I was the host, I should have brought him out. But right. he brings me out and I came out, you know, just my jeans on and the shirt and I came out, hey yo, what's up everybody? Ah, just DJ Prince Paul on the one and two. I was doing the hip hop thing like that. And this one kid in the crowd was like, he said, yo man, he fucking put up a sign on the sign. It was a big sign that said, where's Bumpy Knuckles? on a sign mm-hmm. and I'm standing right there. So he was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? So I, so I finally put two and two, I said, yo, Paul, you got industry shakedown in your set? He's like, yeah, I got it. I said, put it on. And he put on, I did bumpy knuckles, baby, industry shakedown. And that motherfucker looked at me like Man, fuck out of here and walked out because they used to seeing me with the jumpsuit on and oh, the yeah, fucking yeah. 20 wow. inch biceps fucking Twenty one inch chest, fucking chest like this, and and fucking barking on everybody And I wasn't there for that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But it, it, with what I what I got out of that was that you know, don't host fucking shows.
0: <laughs> I'm not your, I'm, Yeah, they wanted you to be like. Yeah, they you know, wanted they
2: wanted me to do. Throw your hands in the air. Nah, they wanted me to do what? Milit. They wanted me to be militia. They wanted me to be. You know, bumpy knuckles, baby. They wanted me to be stock in the game, and it's like that's what we were talking about earlier about you, them putting you in their yep. head. And I, and I, I didn't, t- I wasn't mad at him, you know, because I've had a few experiences. One time, I lost my voice at a show before a show, and the second, the show that I showed up at, I rocked like this Oof. the whole show, and nobody left. And Premier was like, come on, bump, push it. And I'm saying it the back of my mind, like, shut the fuck up, man. I'm a, yo, you ain't up here rapping, motherfucker. My shit was gone. Like I'm talking about, I was like, yo, can I get a witness? Like that. It was gone. Like literally. But the fact that nobody left told me a lot, man. And I and I and I I learned from that shit. So we all have our calamities traveling overseas, but I'll go back there anytime Absolutely. to rock. Because they're so passionate, they're so passionate about what we do and it wasn't like they don't they didn't drag you they didn't drag me about it they just they say you know that it's just the reality of it you know you got a fan base that loves what you do like when you say you got a standing ovation and that never happened before that's like that tells you a lot right there like those are the places you want to go play where people appreciate what you do
6: my first experience with it was going with russell yeah and there you just show up loved yeah it's a lot of love in europe man europe
2: japan any all those overseas yeah. places where we played, I think yeah, the, the first fuck, I think yeah. one of the one of the first digital sound systems I ever rocked on was in Tokyo, Japan. Mm, Never rocked on a digital sound system before until nah, I got to Japan Tokyo.
5: got the They're 10 years yeah, ahead yeah, of us yeah, in technology,
2: yeah. bro. I'm talking about, it was sick. I was seeing fucking miniature cell phones like this in the 90s, and yeah. homeless motherfuckers was on them. This motherfucker ain't got no. Money. I will
0: be home in two hours. The
2: fucking, <laughs> the fucking cab driver with a Rolex on, with white gloves, to get mad
5: if you touch the door. They, Shit, I'm doing. You know I'm right? supposed to do Paris in October, right? Check this line out. Wait, line. this year? Yeah.
0: Hold on a second. HR just called. Uh-
5: <laughs> 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 it's supposed to be. Uh, it's supposed to be EPMD, mm-hmm. Keith Murray, AZ. Lars Professor, mm. Coogee Rap, Das FX, mm. Master Ace, Marco oh, Polo. Goddamn, The Beat Nuts, Havoc, and Noy. Mm. And they saying more to be announced. Like that ain't fucking enough and shit. <laughs> fucking was it two? two?
0: Like half a song that's each.
5: <laughs> that's in uh that's uh, October first through third. It's like a little festival. Who's out not there. getting paid?
2: I don't
0: know. (laughs) Well, if I was a money man, um, I would say (laughs) Noid.
2: I bet you this. I bet you this. I bet you that place would be packed. I bet you that.
0: I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but Lord Finesse, who lives with me, is a very talented chef. He's made some amazing meals here at the house. And since I'm less of a cook, or probably not at all, I just like to make sure the fridge is stocked up with top-notch ingredients so he can do his thing. Whenever he wants. That's why I've come to rely on ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers humanely sourced meat of your choosing right to your doorstep with options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught lobsters, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and sugar and nitrate-free bacon. They truly have the best selection of every kind of meat that you'd ever want. ButcherBox is a no-brainer. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is packed fresh, ship-frozen, and vacuum-sealed, making it simple to store in the freezer and pull a delicious meal together with friends, especially as grilling season is coming to a close. ButcherBox will gift you free chicken, burgers, and hot dogs in your first box. It's a cookout in a box, people, so you do not want to pass this up. Here's what you need to do. Once you sign up for ButcherBox, you choose your box and delivery frequency. They offer five boxes. Four of them are specially curated box options, but there's also the popular custom box that will allow you to get exactly what you and your family want for dinner. ButcherBox ships your order frozen at the peak of freshness and packed in an eco-friendly 100% recyclable box. Then you can enjoy great tasting, high quality meat delivered right to your door with free shipping like i said i keep good company and have some fantastic cooks in my life so i want to make sure they have the best ingredients to use and butcher box truly does have the best quality meat and selection around i'm never disappointed in the way their meat tastes and i have to say butcher box has actually inspired me to get out and use the grill myself a little bit more because high quality ingredients tend to make you want to cook more butcher box wants you to enjoy the rest of your summer with this special deal ButcherBox is giving our listeners a special offer of three pounds of chicken breasts, two pounds of burgers, and one pack of hot dogs for free. Right now, new members can get this special deal where they sign up at butcherbox.com slash canceled. That's butcherbox.com slash canceled for free chicken, burgers, and hot dogs in your first box. I mean, it sounds ruder than it is. Hey, who did the beef for Los Angeles Times? Uh,
4: mailman and uh, Dr. Oh, wow. Dre. Oh, you knew that? Yeah. No, I, didn't I didn't know that. Know that. That's your man, Mailman.
0: Mailman,
2: mailman yeah, is yeah. wicked. Yeah. yeah. He been nice a long time. Like, quietly, a lot of people didn't know. He did a lot of bangers. Hmm. Like, yeah, that's I'm still
5: trying to get his discography. I be mean, like, yo, because I'll be telling him, I just think sometimes put stuff out there, and you might, like, I think artists in general walking around with a lot of money and they don't even know it. Mm. Especially from a publishing point of view. Mm. Because, you know, Mailman did these incredible songs that... But you you, tracking your money here, mainly the labels, but tracking it overseas and Europe and Japan and all these places, that is your job. And I just learned that um, recently because I was tracking down some money that was owed to me by a label, and they was telling me, well, we only got a certain portion of your money. When the streaming came into play, you know, it's up to the artists to hire administration, publishing administration companies to find your money overseas. Most artists don't know that shit. Yeah. So they walking around, probably thinking they don't have no money, probably sitting on a, a shitload of money, and what's crazy is that when we talk about streaming, that's a whole nother issue. Because I think, honestly, the shit is illegal. Because when we sign contracts, we sign for a physical standpoint. Cassette, vinyl, CD. Mm -hmm. That was the three physical things. Y'all created another platform with streaming, which nobody is mad about. But Oh shit, they found me! Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) What it is, is
5: that your, your, your lawyer, your attorney negotiates the three foundations. I mean, at the time, it was cassette, vinyl, CD. Digital didn't exist. So now, okay, y'all find a way to sell people <laughs> my, uh, music digitally, but shouldn't they call the lawyers and say, all right, we're we going to put this out on another platform. We need to negotiate the terms. Nah, they just put the streaming out there and decide to give artists a percentage of a penny per stream and then not only come up with what they feel they want to give you, don't tell you you need to chase whatever money's out there. So about time artists do get hip to it. About seven, eight years later, and the statues of limitation runs out on the money, artist loses the money. I don't believe in statues and
2: limitations on money.
5: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I understand you, your standpoint. You, for- you owe.
2: <laughs> you owe. If you owe you going to owe until you die.
0: Or you going to die owing or because you owe. Make, yeah, that, but, make sure y'all get that clear. And it's called owe because when Bumpy shows up, they go, oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's
5: where we are with streaming where a lot of artists got money out there that they don't even know because the streaming thing is just, yeah. it's out of hand. I done seen my royalty start to quadruple in the last few years because of But you chasing it that's
2: why because if you
5: ain't nobody gonna call you and say you know we have a check for you and, and if they do Well I think it's it's the artist staying on top of the business. situation when the label a feel they could get away with it, that's when they gonna try to get away with it. Mm-hmm. I think
2: you need a team. I think you need a strong team around you. Somebody that, because you know, one person can't do everything. I don't give a no, fuck who can't. you are. You gotta have a solid crew or some people around you that just know how to find that bread and go after the the gigs you do. I mean, you, if you have a strong team. You'll be all right. You know, a lot of these new guys don't. They they may not realize that, but I say, who better to get money with than your people? Everybody, your homeboy got to do it for free, but you'll pay somebody else to do it. So if you build your team strong and you got somebody who looks after you, you gotta you
5: gotta find the right homeboy. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Whoever uh, you know, whoever it is. I've had you know people. You you know your homeboys thinking like, yeah, I could show up late. He's going to be cool. We go yeah, back.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
5: know, the strangers be like, I ain't fucking this up. I need mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And that's what I learned as far as that's hiring that's your friends. That's when it
0: comes down to get what you pay for.
5: Yep. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. So uh, you're right. I think you could do anything, but you can't do everything. can't do everything, yeah. Got
2: to have a strong crew. You got a strong crew. So you got people around you that make sure you ain't got a bunch. It's always that people showing up feeling like, yo, let me in free. I'm coming to support.
4: <laughs> it's
2: just a whole different ball game. You got to figure that out because the music business is full of that cronyism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that shit works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. So, And then it it could throw off your performance. It could throw off you as an artist because you got a bunch of motherfuckers in the room that didn't pay because they all know you. And now you're on stage working and, and ticket sales is is, is going to determine how much you make at the end of the night. That's, mm-hmm. the, it's, it's tricky. And people
6: get real used to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They get used to that. And yeah. then they're like, wait, I, I have to pay. Need a pass, yo. And then you get them in free, and then they text you, do I have to stand in this line? Yeah. Then they backstage eating up all your shit. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> You're
0: not even paying. <laughs> You're yeah. telling. I got all that happening
2: all it's the time. Backstage eating up all your shit. They be, <laughs> yeah. You go backstage after the show looking <laughs> mm-hmm. for a simple turkey and yeah. cheese. Gone. And it's gone. That thing's oh, oh, gone. Yeah. We're all the food. And all, all food your fans are like, wait, wait, fucking your work tonight? No. Yeah, it's just different.
0: Different. Well, I have it now set up when I do like the arena shows that we have my own personal stash of stuff and then we have a, a, pub, a public table mm-hmm. that we put out so motherfuckers don't touch mine. <laughs> yeah, How I, they find your stash. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. this, extra? Is this backup? Yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> I
0: played in Switzerland one time, bro, and
2: I think it was Switzerland. It made, made, it made, I think it was Switzerland. I, I went in my dressing room, bro, it was three bitten apples in a bowl. Oh, Motherfuckers rock they rocked the dressing room oh, wow. before I got in there. Did a bunch of Coca-Cola sodas all on the floor. It was just all fucked up. And it smelled like a ton of weed was puffed up oh, in there with blunt paper all over the fucking place. So you just get on and rock and then you get the fuck out of yeah, You way. don't want to eat that shit anymore. Yeah, you don't want to eat all that it's shit. They, got like sometimes people sometimes lunch, meat They feel Jesus. like they feel like you, I'm gonna spend shit. all my money on fucking, this shit and you ain't gonna eat it eat anyway.
0: Bumpy Knuckles on the salmonella tour. Yeah. <laughs> they put that shit out in the morning. It's like, yeah. how long this shit been yeah. sitting here? Yeah. Until uh, since
4: you don't realize
2: how big of a deal that becomes to some artists though. You know, yeah. you know they, yeah. they they they'll fight you over per diem and and, and how many uh, what do you want in your dressing room? I want Snickers bars, chicken wings, they make all this shit up and they don't eat it. Yeah. So
5: I figure I guess they figure why the now, fuck I look st- forward to after you know I the, come off stage my liquor and, and my wings and <laughs> remember I left stage one time and I got there, my, my dressing room was packed. Motherfuckers drinking my Hennessy. Mm. So, you know, first of all, nobody was supposed to be backstage. So it was the, the opening acts and shit. So I told uh, the told, uh, promoter, so where's my Hennessy at? Oh, no, nah, we put your Hennessy out. I said, I don't have it. And, you know, I see them drinking it over there, so that can't possibly be mine. <laughs> We're not going to be able to get you Oh, uh, This is not course. possible. Is <laughs> it is going This course. is not possible at this time of night.
0: Very hard to it, get in the beginning. Course. Yes.
5: Oh fuck. Either you going to give me an extra what I I think I got them for an extra 400 500 just because it was just the principle for me. Yeah. You know you know
0: the reason for the um intricate riders was for rock like the rock band started that shit. I think it was either Aerosmith or the Rolling Stones or something. They had all these really detailed things on their rider. You know, like like down to the blue M and M's and all this type of shit, and they said they do that to see if the promoter is right. reading the contract properly. Mm. And they said the one time they got in the dressing room and something was some, a couple of things were missing from the rider that night, the truss on the stage fell off, means that they weren't paying attention. Mm. So they're trying to take short. So. Like they didn't put the fucking stage together the right way because they're not paying attention. So that's the reason they had those in the first place.
2: Mm. Yeah, Big Sugar used Big Sugar used to go in the dress room. Did he used to go in and go hey he, 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 hey? He, he would make his plate, and Big Sugar would make his plate and wrap that shit in aluminum foil and stash it. So he was the only one who was eating it. One time, I mean, one time he was a kill guru because Guru found his plate. <laughs> guru ate his plate he was chasing guru around the dressing room but suge was a smart one suge would go make his plate make his food and put that shit away
5: hide it you know because yeah, people but, be but in there fucking right him. people create riders i make you sign off on all the paragraphs so you can't say you ain't know you ain't see shit yeah. you're gonna initial all the important shit yeah that's a lot
2: Just to get a show on, just got
5: to man. Cause my thing is, me, I'm not the super commercial artist. It just seems they shit on the underground artists Mm -hmm. and they take care of the regular artists. You know, so you asking for simple shit. You ain't even asking for. You might ask for a couple of two liters, some liquor, (laughs) some wings, light shit. Uh, Caught on blue. And they can't get you. Yeah. You ask them for simple shit and they can't deliver it and you know they just hosted some big event with this big artist. You know they took care of everything. That's why you got to get not, on your
2: KRS1. You huh? got to you got to go show up at showtime, rock and lead. get your money and leave. Huh? You know what I mean? That sometimes waiting around to fucking have a fucking smorgasbord after the show. It's not real. Fileted
4: unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, there better not be bones in that goddamn unicorn. what the fuck? Where's my fucking unicorn?
6: (laughs) Brent Morin one time, a a comedian friend of ours, one time made a joke, joked about what he wanted on his rider and then totally forgot about it. And then we're doing this tour and everywhere we went in the green room was a jersey from that town's college. Hmm. This is for you. And he's like, what the fuck? And finally, like, by the fifth one, he's like, he called his agent. He goes, why am I getting jerseys at all these places? He goes, you asked for it on that. You had said that you, that's what you wanted. And he's like, man, I'm a comedian. Yeah, <laughs> I was just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have, have f- room for all these jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you've been on tour with me. I, you know the, all the shit that's in the green room? I never asked for that, ever. What about? <laughs> we just took somebody else's rider and copied it. And so now, every time I show up, there's like a, a, a fruit plate. A cold cuts plate, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And a, and a chocolate cake, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? I don't even <laughs> eat this shit. But you do that. ask for the bucket of chicken. I right? do ask for the KFC because <laughs> you got all these black friends that come in. He want to bring. He want to bring in Kentucky
6: uh, Fried. Inter- <laughs> interesting
0: guy. exhibits drinking uh, fried chicken taste. with ah! ah! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you mix it? With, no, your wife, your lady mixed it with the uh, with the watermelon Man, juice.
4: what the? How did this become the fucking <laughs> black joke all of a sudden?
0: Well, <laughs> it was fermenting.
4: Oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> no fried chicken and no watermelon.
0: Technically, russia should have tandoori chicken. Yeah. That's the national bird of India. With basmati rice. Yeah. <laughs> Op made some bomb ass butter chicken. Is oh, yeah. there any left? You gotta try that butter shit. chicken. You know, butter chicken, butter chicken, Brr. Plus,
5: Brr. The hardest thing to get in, in fucking Europe seems like fucking turkey. You no, the hardest turkey. thing
4: to get in Europe is vegetables. No, the, hard to,
5: the <laughs> hardest thing, to, the hardest thing to get
4: in Europe
2: is unbubbly water or unbubbly lemonade. Oh uh, yeah, 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 still so. water. Everything oh. got salsa. It like it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you got bubbles. Carbonated. Uh, yeah, carbonated. Yeah, oh, right. carbonated. and warm.
5: Who was carbonated lemonade? They serve French fries with
4: every fucking thing. And they got you pork can't...
5: pork. I done broke it down to the peas. It's pork, pastries, and pasta. That's mm-hmm. overseas. A way to yeah. laugh
2: at me in French for asking in French for asking for French fries.
5: Busted out laughing. They call them chips, I think. Yeah. And then they put Pommes mayonnaise fris. on the on the French fries.
4: Yeah. Yeah, mayonnaise yeah. on the pizza. Oh shit. I
5: don't
4: know about I, that. that.
5: That's no, that's real shit. shit. They put mayonnaise, lines of mayonnaise uh, on the fucking Mayonnaise
0: fries does work, though. I mean, as Canadians, we can vouch for that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I like gravy with my fries. I like brown gravy with my fries. Yeah, poutine's
4: Yeah.
0: shit. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. I've been lucky enough to travel and perform all over the world. Let me tell you. Learning how to speak at least a few phrases in a local language can really help you in so many ways. You can order at a restaurant, ask for directions, and get a deeper understanding of the culture. Look, I know it can be scary to start learning a new language, but Babbel makes the whole process fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. I know a little bit of a lot of languages, but who knows? With Babbel, I might just settle down and choose a new language to become fluent in. Probably not, but I mean, at least have the opportunity. And if you're worried about finding the time to learn a new language, Babbel's 15-minute lessons will help you fit your studies into your schedule. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school. Like, for me, it was French, which was I'm no good at. All I know how to say is, where is the library? Où est la bibliothèque? But I've never looked for a library in my life. Babbel designs their courses with practical, Real world conversations in mind. In other words, you'll learn phrases and conversational sentences that you can actually use in everyday life, except for La Bibliotheque. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babel lessons were created by over 100 language experts, and their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German, plus, Babel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code Peters. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code Peter's for an extra three months free.
4: Yo, I've seen the weirdest shit in fucking Europe when it comes to food. They, they, they love mayonnaise in a whole different way. Poutine. And But their
0: mayonnaise is like the real mayonnaise made with eggs and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and they, that you processed
4: know, shit that tastes good. Yo, we ordered a pizza. I swear to God, this pizza showed up. We're, we asked for a fucking pepperoni pizza. Right? Where was this? I, I, it's in Europe somewhere. Oh it's got to be in Germany. Some some shit like that. Hmm. But they, the pizza showed up with corn on it. I ain't never seen wow. corn. Oh, that like On the pizza, and then there was like lines of like like a grid of mayonnaise across the oh. whole pizza. Oh yeah yeah right. And so I I Wait, just the pepperoni? yeah it, that was how the pepperoni pizza came with corn mayonnaise yeah. and some other shit on. it. And ordering like,
6: pizza in Germany must be like ordering sushi in the Midwest yeah yeah it just came all I don't all trust, fucked it. Up. I I don't trust shit event. in Germany
0: yeah. I mean I don't know what's been in their ovens
4: yeah. <laughs> oh god I played
0: play wow I play.
2: this
4: is getting rough in this <laughs> Bro,
0: motherfucker that's the reason this show is called Culturally Cancelled
4: <laughs>
0: yo, yo it's yo, have you ever gone to Trinidad no oh in Trinidad they fucking put ketchup and mustard on a pizza like they'll get it and then they'll put ketchup and mustard oh, you right. get fried chicken they put ketchup and mustard and hot sauce on the on the chicken, like wow. the, but, the, oh. but it fucking tastes good. Oh, wow. I don't get it when I'm there. I'm You're like, what the fuck? fuck thing,
1: the a whole yeah. thing. No, Listen, even I was like, what the there? fuck? I and I tasted it. And I go,
0: why does this work? And then I tried it when I came home. I go, it does not work here. Yeah. <laughs> it only works
6: there for some reason. Ah, damn. My uh, stomach had to get when we went to India. I, I lost ten pounds in India. I wasn't. I was eating every day. Culturally, can't I shit my pants in India? I'm not gonna yeah, lie. That, it that, I, yeah. it was. It was delicious, but it just did not want to stay inside of my body at Yeah, because it's all, like, not processed. So good, though. Everything's not... In
0: other countries, shit ain't processed. Yeah. Like, because they don't give a fuck about the shelf. Life. They're not trying to just to make money. They're just trying to sell you food. Oh, And so that's good. the difference. In America, everything is, like, to last longer so they can make more money. Yep, you can put it on the yeah. shelf. <laughs> and they don't give a fuck about a fly land. I fly land
2: on my hamburger, I'm throwing that shit away.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm not p-
2: eating no... If a fly lands on anything... <laughs> I'm throwing that shit away, motherfuckers. Be chefing. I be seeing videos of these motherfuckers chefing and flies landing on shit. They still chefing. I'm like, who's going to eat this? <laughs> some some fly just came halfway around the world with shit chips on his feet and walked all shit over your chips. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Landed on your food and now you eat that shit? No, oh, way. not doing. It. Yeah, not doesn't doing it doesn't
0: bother me. No stink. I is. eat on the street in India, so I you know fucking I'm whatever. Yeah, I not <laughs> Whatever. Fuck, it is what it is. I couldn't. And my dad kidding. was a meat inspector, so everything was good to us. I was like, my dad, it's still good, eat it. <laughs> that, it, it says it expired a month ago. It said best before. <laughs> that means it's still good. It just would have tasted better one month ago. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <Not quite>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't
0: I can't do
4: flies, though. I, I, I don't want no mm-hmm. fly
0: ladder. Like I said fries, it. bitch, not flies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's a there's a video guy of an Indian dude that cooks in the woods and shit. on 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 YouTube. I always watch. From him. India? He, yeah, he's an Indian dude he comes comes out there, oh, he r- wraps himself up in his skirt, he has this big old giant pot, and he's cooking fly souffle. Everything he everything oh. he got got flies landing on this shit he'll just go oh. But he ma- it just- shit
0: looks delicious. Man. Yeah.
2: But there's flies on it.
0: <laughs> is- yeah, but here's what you don't understand is that it gives the flies the run, so they don't come back.
2: Oh damn. <laughs> My thing is you don't see what this little fly is just these he just jumped off of this big piece of elephant shit and he landed on your <laughs> sandwich. And now he's marching all these shit prints all over your burger. Shit <laughs> prints. I'm not doing I'm not doing that, I- You better than me, Russ. I don't know how you do oh. that shit.
0: Joe. Hey, it's Johnny shit prints. <laughs>
2: Yo, that's another dope. That's like, like all these different places you've been and all the different experiences that you had. To me, that's the takeaway from being able to go everywhere because Mm -hmm. of your talent. That's
0: Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, but also I never ever expected to make it in this game. Let's to be honest, I never. There wasn't one day I was like, I'm gonna make it one day. I was like, I just hope to get money one day. I just (laughs) hope to make enough to. I'm gonna make it
6: today. And then we'll see how tomorrow goes. Yeah, I'm (laughs) like, I
0: was worried about it. Yeah, I wasn't, I was, it was never like about, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do this. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, listen, I had nothing to compare it to. I was like, I'm just gonna fucking do this. You ever felt like
2: you don't, you just don't wanna do it no more? You ever felt like that? No. Yeah? No. Then hip, I think sometimes I'll feel like, yeah rapping. I, like, I taught myself how to do multiple things because I know I'll get, I, I don't want to rap on every record or everybody's song. Like sometimes. Well, that's why I just, you,
0: can I you got an album coming out that's just all beats you did. You're not even rapping yeah, on I,
2: it. I rapped on a couple of songs, but nothing like, I wanted the other rappers to rap on it because right. I, like produ- I wanted to produce. Mm. But learning how to do more than just one thing. Well, how, I mean, comedy,
6: you got to just, just, just jokes. You don't want to, you know what I mean? Well, you, you know, you got the opportunity to get an acting gig if you want to do that. or. But you, you know, still got to be funny, show, right? Or, yeah. ha,
2: like, like the transition of a comedian doing a serious role. There's not many guys that can do that shit. No, actually, it's easier for comics to yep. go serious because
0: we have dark, dark brains. Robin Williams, Jim Carrey, those guys are amazing, dramatic Jamie actors. Jamie Fox is James a beast. Fox is yeah, a beast. because it's all, we've got a lot of dark, dark yeah. sides. Yeah. The things that we find funny are dark. Yeah. Things mm-hmm. that we find funny, most people go, that's terrible. that's mean. Yeah, and we're like, you
2: know it's
4: not. It's kind (laughs) of fucking funny when you think about it. (laughs) Yeah, y'all get away away
2: with saying shit that a regular, Not now. That's <laughs> why I think that's
0: why I like Chino M, Chino XL so much because oh, yeah, he dope. always just said shit that made me go, "Oh
1: shit!" Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Chino was always that guy. You're like, god damn, Chino, did yeah. you just say that? Yeah, and I like, like salute that brother right yeah. there. <laughs>
2: that's, that's a hard position to take, especially when everybody's so critical. You can't say shit
0: no more. Like nothing. Everything you nah, say, you, now you gotta sad. you gotta get that out your head because oh. the people that are already riding with you. Yeah. They're, they're gonna keep riding with and, you. Uh, yeah. And
4: technically, you can say it. You just have to give a fuck about people that say they don't like what you're saying, yeah. and that's your choice. You mm-hmm. know, um, people cancel shit and all that other stuff. I mean, if your people is with you and they know your character I mean, and who be you've been you. over the last twenty some years in your career, mm-hmm. I mean, if you had that, then you're good. You know what I'm saying? Like, like be able to stay, say what you say what you mean and mean what you say.
0: Yeah, no. you know, here's the thing. You're never going to win over those fucking people. No. Yeah. Just focus on the people that are already riding with you. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. Because yeah. the people that are riding with you don't want you to switch. No. The I minute mean, you bend to the people that didn't give a fuck about you, now you lose these people and you're not going to gain those people. Now you're left with zero. See, right.
2: I should have did Industry Shakedown. I did Industry Shakedown. I went hard on everybody and I didn't give a fuck at the time. But it was it was rappers who was like, they were like, if you fuck with him, we're not fucking with you. And all oh. like, it was like that. It was like, Personal. It was everything, but everything was personal mm. because I felt like ain't nobody busting at Uncle Mister Charlie. Mister Charlie's the one robbing everybody and doing all. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And then him and his minions are the ones that are giving everybody the business. But mm. you know, it was that. It was a lot of that going on. There was a lot of people that were like, uh, I, you know, I can't put Bumpy on this show because you know, Live Nation is.
0: The, oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: this person is. There's that person, and it's like, fuck all of this shit, mm. dog. Then that's Gave me the jewel, and I went that direction. So, what did he give you? Knowledge. The knowledge. The knowledge. There you go. He gave me the jewel, and him and Show gave me the jewel, and that's how that mm-hmm. shit switches up. So it's really about just tr- transferring information and finding your lane. We back to that, just finding your lane. So I, I would imagine that being a comedian is the same thing, just finding your lane. Because I seen somebody arguing over like stolen jokes or something like that recently. Somebody said somebody that stole a joke. All the time, all the time. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with somebody taking your joke? Do you, you fucking you catch and meet up with them and you squab? Yeah, yeah. So tie, I mean that's <laughs> that's how yeah. I would do yeah, it. You tie but, your hands together yeah. and, and go back and forth like, like the beat it, it video. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, <laughs> a, maybe yeah, yeah. or like do an elevator fight You right. get in the elevator. Yeah.
6: and Just say, okay, all right. Who, yeah, you go yeah. in the
4: room and you come out one fight. person. Yeah, so you come
6: out the elevator. <laughs> and, then and then there's people that think, that's oh, that's just an old school attitude to have when you forget we are. You know what I mean? I, you know Dwayne Perkins. Yeah, he said the best thing in the green room at a comedy club one time. He goes, you know, what a lot of people forget. They forget that fighting is still on the table. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's a good fucking point. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's one of those things. And 99% of the time, you'll never see that motherfucker that stole your shit in person yeah. again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They'll go on to do whatever they're doing. You'll never see them. And you'll be like, if I ever catch that motherfucker, F- then F- everybody up. goes, you're a bully. I'm yeah. like, I'm not a fucking bully. I'm just mm-hmm. not the guy to play with like that. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm, and I'm precious about my art. Yeah,
1: yeah. right. Right Rug Flooring.
7: Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
6: I mean, there's, there's, there, are, there are examples of like-minded thinking where it's mm. not word for word, but there are those people out there that are like word for word jacking you. And then on the other end of it, it's, it's really disrespectful to come at somebody and go, hey, man, I heard you stole my joke. Instead of starting with a conversation like, hey, can I talk to you? I do this thing about this and I heard you do the same thing and let's have a talk about it. And, and when somebody comes at me like that, I'm like, all right, let's talk about it. I had one guy one time come and he goes, hey man, I gotta talk to you. Somebody told me you were stealing my jokes. I don't even know who this guy was. I go, what are you, what are you talking about? He goes, this is this joke where I said this, this and that. And I go, all right. And, and <laughs> he said to me, I did that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I did it on The Tonight Show. <laughs> uh, right, 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 right. <laughs> wow. Before
2: you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you say, get on stage and say, yeah, I'm going to do this joke that this motherfucker stole from me, but
6: I'm going to show right. you how it really supposed to be. But, but then I went on his YouTube, and it wasn't even the same thing. Yeah. It, had a, it had a subject matter that was similar, but that, it, it, there's the disrespect on that end of it, where, mm-hmm. like, just, just talk to me about it. I mean, I have this joke that I do that me and two other buddies of mine have very similar, and we talked about it. We know we didn't steal it from each other. But when we're on the same show, we just, ah, you do it tonight. I'm not going to do it. Do you get affected? Do you get affected by people that just come there not
2: to laugh? Like, how do you do? You, oh, I know Russell will hone in on it yeah, and rip them a new favorite. ass.
0: Uh, I stare
6: at them. That's I, my I focus favorite. on them. You ever see
2: that? Like, people just come there like, yep. Yep. All
0: Can the time. I tell you? It's
6: usually. All the time. It's, a, it's, it's, it's usually, one of the couples. Yep. It's usually the guy with the. Beautiful girl, who's yeah. going? I mean, hi, so yeah. And he's just like, Shit, yeah. that's funny. And I'm, that's my, my goal is to make that dude crack. Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to make him laugh. And if he doesn't, I'm gonna start talking to him, and yeah. then just riffing on what his problem is. I see that like. at, I've
2: seen that at live shows before, where there's people in the audience. I remember being in uh, in France one time, <clears> and <throat> it, it was a dude front stage, him and his girl, just like. Phew. Oh, why did you pay for the tickets? Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, so my I, you just kind of zone in on them and just mm-hmm. you got you gotta it's like it's almost a challenge to win them over, it kind of uh, motivates me a little bit. Uh,
6: there's the show, there could be a thousand people clapping and you only hear the one person booing, oh, yeah, right? especially as comics. That, that's who we hone in on. Yeah. Who did I not win, in, win over? Where's that one dude that I didn't win over? What's yeah. your problem? I misunderstood it the other night. I did Chocolate Sunday at the Laugh Factory, and this guy was just like this. The whole time, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy's not feeling me. I'm gonna go back at him." And I'm doing my thing, and then when I went back at him, he was like this. He was just tired. He just passed out (laughs) because he had too much to drink. I'm like, "Oh, he's not listening because he's wasted."
4: Yeah. (laughs)
6: Your your little
3: story about the stealing or the stealing of the jokes reminded me of something as a kid that I was like, when you think about hip hop and you think about samples, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of samples, but when somebody uses a sample a certain way, and then Somebody else uses that sample almost identically, but it's not, it wasn't, it's not like a loop or something. You had to be creative with mm-hmm. how you sampled it. Mm-hmm. There was one specific instance that I remember, and I'm almost certain it's your record. So it, it was, you sampled a record, and then Pete Rock sampled it on the second, on, on was it Caramel? No, on um, whatever the second album was called. And they looped it the same way. And it was, um, Actual facts, I think. Not actual facts. Um, I I can't remember. It was like I think it was like the rising to the top sample or something, and it was just looped a certain nah, way. Nah,
5: you talking about OC? OC, uh, yes. It Born was OC. to live Born versus to live. Uh, I'll take you there. Right. C L, what you gonna do? But the loop, right? It wasn't and just a, just. It wasn't just a. It generic- was the way. It's the way that Buck Wild chop. He chopped around the piano part of "Keep Rising to the Top," where it wasn't Money Voice in there no more. Mm. It was just the doom, 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 doom. But it was a very specific dun, dun. sample chop. And yeah, so Buck did it first. Right. And well, we could always say whoever did it first. Buck came out with it first. Okay. And then CL and them uh, Pete and CL came out with it second. Right. You know, I, I have to be politically correct, because sometimes I learned that you can have something that, like, I got music right now and I hear people come out with loops like, damn, I had that shit four years ago. (laughs) But in my mind, what, so I'm not going to use my shit now, because they coming out with it? Sometimes it's just like, sometimes depending on what it is, fuck it, my shit is better, I'm going to come out with it. Sometimes it's just like, I'm being that mind state where everything on my album, I want to be fresh. I don't want it to be what anybody else used. So, right. it's just a mind state of how you look yeah, at the it. Because shit but don't belong to neither one of you, really, to tell the truth. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. I, I, stole,
4: I stole it better than you stole it. <laughs> right.
5: But, um... To catch a thief. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that happened in hip-hop, especially in that the That happened 90s. with you and Mac Miller, too. Anyway... But anyway, oh man, leave that alone. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that alone. (laughs) Cut that out. Dude is, dude is no longer here. But uh, one, I created one, and he just took the whole entire instrumental, and it bugs me out when people say he sampled like you sampled. No, I didn't. I took two notes, and I created something. I created something. He took my whole fucking instrumental from just throwing (laughs) it on and doing a song. Mm. Yeah. And then you know it's like nah, he sampled like you, and, and you sued him That's for the argument? for something, for something he did for free. He gave it away for free. Ah, yeah.
0: Full circle. Okay. We'll just cut that. <laughs>
5: you
2: know how I feel about that situation, bro. Oh,
5: yeah. Fox. Fox. I uh, roll with Ness
2: all the way out on now. I thought uh, a lot of rappers should have minded they fucking business. Shut the fuck up. Mind your business and stop being a dick rider hoping that Mac Miller put you on his album. Shut uh, the fuck up. That's how I
5: feel. I mean, what, 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 what that did teach me, um, it, it taught me a lot about how they can kind of taint you, right? Mm. You could have did a lot of great shit for 30 years. And that one instant came up where this dude is saying, well, you know, he's suing me and this and that, and they paint a picture of you, and what the, I think the most disappointing part wasn't his fans getting at me, because they his fans.
2: Right,
5: It's my motherfuckers that I've known for over 20-something That's what I years had a that didn't even say well, oh, damn, this shit don't sound like Ness. Yeah. Let me give him a call and see what really happened. Yeah. It was just people automatically like automatically tweeting. Speed was, tweeters. That that was fucked up yeah. and, Fuck and that's fucked up. Ness on some bitch shit like that and this and that. You know how many people I had to run up and check? Like, you know, I heard you said something. You words was taking attendance me. on motherfuckers. Check. Yeah. Check. <laughs> show um Show had to actually um he actually stopped me from from wilding out because it was this one person that was saying some slick shit. And I found out where he was going to be that night. Mm. And I was telling my man, OG, oh, I just want you to be there. I'm going to slap fire out this motherfucker. Watch. <laughs> when I go get him, I'm going to slap fire so out of him. So, Ooh, you know, <laughs> I was telling show, like, yeah, I'm about to go downtown, check this nigga so-and-so. That nigga screamed on me so hard. You let somebody take you out your character. Yeah. So, uh, you got he got Elijah on me Muhammad so hard. On on so, it, <laughs> he stops me from checking the person. Mm-hmm. And he's drunk one night and sees the person and, and decides to check him. <laughs> so you got a problem with my brother? I'm saying, yo, this this whole incident, blah, blah, blah. Nah, I heard the fuck does that got to do with you, though? Yeah. That's but that same but the thought. fuck that got to do with you? Yeah. Do you know what happened? And it was crazy because I've run into the dude after that, mm. but I done, I'm not gonna do nothing. You know, I'm just not gonna acknowledge you. So the dude came in, it was crowded, came in, tried to give me five. And I just looked at him, looked down at his hand, turned my back, and continued my conversation with everybody else. And from that point on, he felt the tension like, Think I'm gonna leave, and he tapped somebody who was cool with me. Like, yo, you don't know, excuse why. me, is there a back door here? I can go after some side door, you know, you feel that way. And I, I explained to him, like, yo, I thought we was cool, and you were saying some sucker shit about me. That I thought if you had a problem with me, you could have just called me. So if I heard you was talking, shit when I see you, we ain't gonna be cool. And you know we squash it, we move on. But the industry—I that- just learned that the industry can just taint people against you, and then you'll just be fucked up. No shit, no
4: shit. Yeah. You'll really?
5: be you'll be trying to figure out <laughs> what you did wrong. Uh, and I learned now—I really. I just don't give a fuck if I know I didn't do it, and <laughs> I feel I ran with good intentions. Fuck you, fuck I,
2: everybody. I went after my money, and now all of a sudden. Fox kicked the door in with two Uzis and he shot everybody. Mm -hmm. And then he grabbed all of the mail because he thought the check was in the bunch mail. And then he ran outside and jumped into a car full of guys with black vests on. They just turned that shit into a whole big fucking story. So I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: I also know the story you're talking about. (laughs) They put
2: a two on a 10.
5: We we can edit all this out, but uh, fuck that. But uh, yeah, I just learned that. That's you crazy. have to You have to really stand on what you believe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's You and I tell I tell us the people in the game uh, Some of the Greatest journeys you're gonna have to fight by yourself If you ain't ready To fight them journeys by yourself Just fucking quit now If you waiting on people To acknowledge what you about to do Or give you support Or yeah. stamp it If you waiting yeah, on that, that ain't Just fucking quit because it's not gonna happen. You're gonna have people that's gonna discourage you. You're gonna have people telling you the shit ain't right. Cause they don't see your vision. Your yeah. vision is your vision. Ain't no fucking coast. That's side. why, that's why you
2: don't see, I think the only collaboration on industry shakedown was MOP. That's it. You don't see that, no, because there no, wasn't nobody trying to jump up. Uh, uh, not that I didn't want collaborations, but everybody was like, um, everybody turned into uh, uh, aura, aura, aura. Oh, 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 Cause I let them hear I let them hear some of that shit. Like this is where I'm going with the project. If I bring you something I want you to be on, I want to make sure you're comfortable because I'm saying some shit now that's might, you know, but with hopes and dreams of being you sitting behind that desk and signing that paper, it might not work out for you that way after you get on this motherfucker. It was a. I was like, I right, bet I gotta do this one alone. So I know exactly what you mean. But that's, when
5: you do it and you 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 supersede all that bullshit. Yeah. And, you know, people going to understand at the end because that shit only lasts for so long. Mm -hmm. And then people want to be cool with you again. And then you don't want to be cool. They don't understand that now. You a problem. What's his attitude? And, you know, because people, I mean, my team, they know me. I'm the motherfucking grudge holder. Because (laughs) I look at life like this. If I never did anything to you to warrant some fucking tripe shit you did to me we can't be cool mm-hmm. we can't because at the end of the day what did i do to warrant what you did to me mm-hmm. and yay you know people think after a while that shit's supposed to die down well that shit was five years ago so he should be over it now so i'm gonna be over it so you could do it all over again i just feel like fuck it i'll just dismiss you move on with my life We don't fuck around no more. We ain't cool no more. We cool with that. Then to keep forgiving motherfuckers that's going to still keep doing the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. I just never get that point of it where people say, yeah, I could forgive. I ain't going to forget. And I ain't going to put you in position to do it again.
2: Accountability situation.
5: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at the game and the industry. Industry will chew you up and spit you out. If you ain't strong, they'll make you seem like They'll, they'll count you out. They spit me out before they start yeah. chewing. I taste
4: terrible.
2: Yeah. I, I, I gave them the most nastiest taste in their mouth because I mm. showed up with them oo-wops like, nigga, where's my bread? They will count and you out, not, but you got to understand it, most of these motherfuckers count can't out. count. They'll so, count you out. That's right. You know, that's and right. you
5: got to understand what's your vision, what's your aim. If you got your but most got loyal, genuine people around you to this day, that's all that matters. You... Worrying about motherfuckers that don't matter, and that mm-hmm. that be the industry. You, worry, you keep worrying about motherfuckers that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to do for you? Like, the motherfuckers
2: that don't fuck with you, that you never did business before because they heard some shit. Those are people that don't trust their larceny. It's yep. motherfuckers who will look at you and say, well, I heard that. I heard this. I hate those people with the, I heard shit. You know, you right. good ear motherfuckers that hear every goddamn thing. <laughs> I heard, I heard. You know what I mean? But they never. You never had an issue with
5: them. You never had. That's the sucker shit right there. Like my whole had- thing. If if somebody could tell you something about me, and make you forget who I am as a person, I don't want your fucking friendship. Yeah, you I don't need fuck, friendship. Yeah,
2: you like never that. fucked
4: with me. Mm-hmm.
5: Because nobody should be able to. Nobody can't tell me something foul about Fox. That make me go, hmm, I'll call Fox, what you done did now? I might might ask him that. But nobody's going to turn around and and make me look at Fox any other way. Known Fox for, damn near the beginning of my career, 30 years. Mm -hmm. So when you you have that type of friendship, shouldn't nobody be able to get in your ear and taint you about none of your true, genuine friends? Wow. I think if you don't if you
2: don't know me or you don't or somebody don't know anybody for you to take a position like that. Especially if you never had any incident. It's different if you slap the collard green juice out of motherfucking nose and and, and then you see them somewhere and they like, Oh, that motherfucker slapped. you you, you still you know what I'm saying? But it's different. <laughs> it was different if it's different if you never had a, I never had an incident with a person in my life, and then people I've been in places where people have seen me show up, and they were like, "Oh no, I'm out. I'm like, what the fuck? He, what are you leaving for? That nigga seen you come and he bounced. Why? Like for what? Because he's scared. He got, he got he ate collard greens for dinner or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, like what the fuck? So they scared you going. They, they put a they put a, a thing on you. So you know, to me, Ness, man. The beaut- I always wanted to thank you publicly for helping me to find uh, 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 my space, my own space mentally as a, as a creator. Because I, I was lost, bro. I ain't gonna lie, man. I was a fucking I was like a, a wild dog in the woods and shit. Just whatever was in front of me was gonna get eaten. It was a wrap. I,
5: I mean, for me it was just I think you 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 run into a lot of people in the game that go through a lot of the trials and tribulations you go through. And sometimes that talk is just to let people know, you ain't the only one. We all we all went through it. You know, I tell people all the time, it's like, all right, this happened to you, that happened to you, and I'll let you tell me your whole story, and then I'm going to ask you one question. So what you going to do about it? Yeah. If you can't tell me what you going to do about it, we don't need to talk no more. You told me what happened. I asked you what you're going to do about it. You ain't going to do shit. All right, good night, bye-bye. I'm going to go over here and have a drink, you know? Because <laughs> otherwise, you're looking for sympathy. That's you ain't some looking valuable, for a solution. That's some
2: valuable shit to have a, have a person take you and sit you down and say, man, listen, I believe you're better than that. I believe you, can, you, you got, don't let this stop you from becoming this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is valuable. And then, then a lot of rappers, because we all rap, think they know each other. Even if they never met. They think right. they know each other. Mm-hmm. And that ain't real. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So when you finally get a chance to kick it with somebody, you say, oh, that's a cool motherfucker. You say, oh, the fuck is this corny ass motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you, you just, you find out who you're dealing with when you get a chance to actually vibe with them and say, you know, man, I done heard some stories about me, bro. I'm like, well, I, I, was, I, I was there? <laughs> like, really? Like, they put a two
0: on a ten all day long, bro.
5: See, I, I've learned...
0: Any stories I know about you, you told me personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anything I heard about you, I asked you about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to clarify a lot of things because, and some shit you can ask me about and get beat up because it ain't your business. Like, yeah. you know that's,
5: that's, see, to me, that's the, the, I wasn't like in the game of music, I was attracted to music. And I've known some incredibly crazy people, Yeah. but I wasn't fascinated with that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. I know you crazy. I know you do this, that, and the third. I'm, I'm doing music. I'm the cool motherfucker. So yeah, we could still hang out, but when you're going to do your crazy shit, I'm going to go to this club, have a great time. I'll talk to you later. We, I wasn't fascinated where I felt that I wanted that. Yo, I wanna be, I want people to fear me and I I wanna come in with 90 people and nah, people gonna yeah, I, that was yeah, never yeah. really music my thing. music gotta be
2: the conversation we talking about music. Huh? It gotta, music has gotta be the conversation.
5: Yeah, my we talk thing about. is I'm I'm into music. I know what you into. You seem cool. We always kick it. We have a great time. Great. I it's to me it's no fear factor because I'm not trying to be you. I'm no threat to you. So why would I fear you? Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't, you ain't trying to extort me or nothing. I'm, I'm great. You know, but I think with a lot of rappers, they want that credibility and they're not built for that credibility. You know, and, you know, they got their crews and their teams and it's easy to start beefs, but they don't understand the one word I always say, which is casualties. It's going mm. to be a casualty. Yeah. And are you willing to take care of that person that lost their life, their family, whatever? It is. Are you built enough to take care of that?
2: It's some talented. It's some talented cats in this game that just haven't even tapped into that ability to be talented because they're too busy trying to focus on the other. St- yeah, stupid like shit. butt fucking pigeons and all kind of stupid shit. But can you rhyme? <laughs> can you rhyme?
0: <laughs> can you rap? That's rhyme? the name <laughs> of my next special. Yeah. Go butt but
4: fuck fucking a pigeon. pigeons. Just, just can you can you rhyme though? They, Another humanitarian
2: act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Fried unicorn. <laughs> yeah,
5: oh, yeah. Fillet yeah, unicorn. Filet. We got people getting collard green juice slapped out of them. <laughs> Fried unicorns and. And, yeah. and and we've but been culturally pigeons. canceled. <laughs> pigeons being sexually assaulted. It's <laughs> <odomized. Yeah.
0: laughs> I think we should wrap it up now. Yeah. I think okay. you can't get any better than butt fucking a yeah. pigeon. Yeah. On that note. On that note. On that note. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning into this episode of Culturally Cancelled. Uh, there was a lot of discussions in this one. Some good shit. I want to thank. Um, the uh, COO of the West Wing, uh, Lord Finesse, for being here. My <laughs> man. Um, Jason Collings for, uh, for also being here. Um, this is his first time doing a podcast ever. Um, just kidding. <laughs> um, if you want to see Jason Collings perform, uh, he's on Instagram at Jason Collings. Um, my old radio co-host and my dear friend, Mr. Paul Mastermind Parhar Mastermind. is on my right. Uh, thanks P-Double for being here. Uh, X to the motherfucking Z, yes. Uh, thank you for coming through. You're a man of your word. He only met me once before this, and I said, Hey, man, would you do my podcast? He goes, Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's LA, so people say absolutely all the time. <laughs> and I was, I, if, if you had flaked on me, I would have been like, Well, that's about right, but nah, but, nah. but, but uh, uh, but you, you're a real one, and I appreciate absolutely. that. And uh, and my youngest sibling, um, Jimmy Knuckles over here, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, Freddie Freddy the Fox. Thank you, bro. Uh, Bumpy Knuckles, aka. Uh, Beat the brakes off you. Jimmy Knickknack with the <laughs> click-clack when he pull that hammer back and you go splat-splat. See, this is what gets me in trouble.
2: <laughs> this is this, <laughs> this,
0: this. These kind of introductions get me in yeah. trouble. It's, See, my, it's <laughs> my freestyle. It's my freestyle.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: Russell Peters. Thanks for tuning in, kids. Peace.
4: Yeah.
1: So visit bostonproper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.